warning. This podcast is about to open the sealed section of spirituality. Hey you. Yeah, you. We see you, you divine human being. And we are calling you to come home. We are ready to talk about the real shit. We're going to get real about life as a divine human being. The good, the not so great, spirituality and taboo. Divinely Human is the podcast that's all about what it means to be human in a spiritual context. We know it's not just about being spiritual, it's about being human too. And that means changing poopy nappies and channeling angels. Sometimes even at the same time. It's time for us to stop making other people's noise our own soundtrack of life. Let's make some waves together so that we can all ride them together and create deep resonance, a sense of home in this crazy world. Pour yourself a coffee or a glass of wine if that's your potion and sit down with your new favorite spiritual sisters as we go on a journey together into what it means to be a divine human being on this spiritual journey. Hi, and welcome back to the Divinely Human podcast. My name is Tanita. And I'm Alicia. And we are your hosts for this podcast. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we're going to do a really chill episode, just a little catch up. I think we had this big conversation about, you know, reminding ourselves what we started this podcast for and why we started it. And a lot of it was just to be able to express and talk about what's going on and just this creative outlet that we felt we couldn't channel through our own businesses. And we really wanted to come together and do that. So let's do a little catch up. And can I just say, I am loving your social media lately. Like every time I jump on there, you've got some potent post on there and I'm just like, oh, celebrating you so fucking big right now. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Coming from you. That means a lot to me because I feel like whenever you show up and I know that you said last week, you're like, oh, I haven't been showing up as much. And I know that you said that again last night on your socials. You're like, I'm not showing up. But I was listening to that last night to what you were saying. And in my head, I was like, yeah, but when she does show up, it is absolute fire. <laughs> like she doesn't show up half fast. Um, she shows up in her complete fullness. And I'm like, hats off to you. That's an absolute goal, you know? So coming from you, that actually means so much to me. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think we've talked about this before, just the fact that when we are showing up, it's important that we're showing up as ourselves fully. And I was talking on my stories last night saying that the podcast episode we released last week just wasn't in reflection of my highest self, but you reminded me that it was in reflection of where I was and it's okay to not be in a higher vibration 24 seven. It's okay to go through the lows and have those mindset conflictions and really be in that state of just questioning. I think that it was so cathartic for me to get all of that out but it was just as healing for me to remember the fact that it's okay to have lows and it's okay to share those lows with everybody else. So thanks for reminding me of that. And I'm glad I shared it on my stories because feedback was like, Hey girl, me too. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Like 
I'm not just sharing and putting this negativity into the world because that is the fear, right? We get told over and over and over again, especially in business, what you put out is what you get in. And I'm like, am I just sharing this negative energy? But that's not what my true intention was. So I know that's not what it was, you know? Mm, Yeah. And I think it's so important too to show up in all your complexities I think in this digital world that we live primarily in, unfortunately, these days, there is such a like a 2D framework that we live within. And I think that it's really important that we do show that because we're human. We go through these stages of like deep excavation where we don't know what the fuck we want. We don't know what the fuck we're moving through. And it's so confusing and it feels so dense sometimes. And if we show up consistently, just not sharing that and pretending like we're something else or we're moving through something else, I actually think that it really affects the trust that people have in you as a guide and as a leader in the space as well. I think that people kind of lose that trust and that Uh, ability to really lean into what you actually have to say because they think that you're only showing up when it's rainbows and butterflies. And I (laughs) I just think that there's such, there's, yeah, it's just such a genuine way to show up. So yeah, I'm so glad that you did that and that you actually expressed that. And I think that that the podcast episode last week was really um, a beautiful prime example of that. You know, sometimes we are just not okay and that's completely okay and (laughs) by the looks of it you've moved through that and you seem to be working on some exciting things you got some things in the works and you're feeling a little bit more momentum so yeah that's really exciting to see yeah totally and it's a total total testament to like trusting the wave that you're on and recognizing that the human is messy and it's really sometimes inconsistent and that's okay as well um yeah I'm glad though that I am kind of moving out of that state (laughs) that's for sure but I'm curious what you're working on lately uh, I've actually, wait, was this you that I was having this conversation with or somebody else? I but I, I, I was supposed to be back at work by now, um, <laughs> taking one-to-ones and I'm not, I'm just like, no. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm going to start to, I'm, I'm going to wait until the beginning of the astrological new year yes. because that's just what feels right for me. And like, yes, I am missing out on a lot more financial, abundance right now because of that but for me I just can't show up when it doesn't feel aligned and in saying that it's not because I feel stagnant or stuck it's just because I'm enjoying this pace that I'm going at right now way too much and I'm not ready to pick up the pace yet I'm just like having a good old time over here doing whatever I feel like I want to do when I want to do it and all I have to worry about is like my base offering um, at the moment, which is my group offering that I have that just kind of sustains me. So it's a nice place to be. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am not coming back until the start of the astrological year because I'm just having a nice time relaxing. And it's kind of nice to honor the energy anyway of like the wrapping up of this astro year and just yeah, allowing it to be what it is. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm not really working on anything that much at the moment. I'm just... I'm chill. Chilling out. (laughs) I love that. And coming from you who is like 
a very hard worker and very dedicated <laughs> to putting things out into the world, work style. Rising cap, <laughs> rising cap problems over here. <laughs> Not a workaholic, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm so proud to see that you're enjoying this time because it's so fucking healing. And I think, you know, you start your business and you are so invested in it. It gives you so much energy. I don't know if you have a similar story, but somewhere along the line, I just gave too much to everybody else. And I just got into the habit and the routine and the ritual of giving to everybody else, holding space for everybody else, and then forgetting about me. And then all of a sudden I was like, shit, I just like, I'm so burnt out, starting to become a little bit resentful of the work and I need that time off. And I think it's so beautiful that you're taking this time. So you know that that's not going to reoccur again, you know? Mm. Absolutely. And that's exactly, you just described exactly how I was feeling at the end of last year. I was feeling resentful. And, you know, I think that when you start giving a lot, this is no offense to my beautiful community, but your community then expects a lot more from you. And by the end of last year, I had people in my inbox, like, pretty much expecting me to do work for free. Like I was like out there just giving everything that I had to offer. And I really did feel like I was being taken advantage of to an extent, obviously not like it wasn't consciously done, but it's just what happened because I set the boundaries of which there were none. (laughs) So what, like, what do you expect people to do? Like, if you're not going to set boundaries, then no one's got anything to honor. So that's been a really big, uh, big process for me to actually instill is just boundaries and releasing the guilt of not showing up if I don't want to. And like, I don't even reply to people anymore if I don't feel like I have the energy and I don't even give an excuse as to why not, like why I'm not, I'm just like, I read your message and I didn't feel the need to reply. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Wow. No, I fucking love I'm that. I'm listening to myself right now and I'm like, wow, damn girl. <laughs> it's so refreshing though, because it's exhausting showing up 100% of the time for everybody who comes into your world when you are on social media. So it makes total sense. And I love that. It's almost like you're setting the expectations for the people that come into your world too. And that's really important when you're running a business. Um, I'm curious to see if it's like trickled out into other areas of your life, like setting these boundaries and like asking for what you want or asking for not what you want. Has it trickled over yet? Or are you still like working on that? It's, I'm I'm seeing it trickle over and you know what I think it is, is I think that it actually started there because I know if you guys were listening to this podcast last year, you would know that I started seeing a psychologist. I was going through a bit of a hard time with my anxiety, with my mental health. Um, And it was funny because a lot of the times within my sessions with my psychologist, what came up is that I had these expectations of the people around me. Um, yet I didn't tell them what they were. So then when they wouldn't go to plan or when it was like not what I expected and I hadn't communicated that, I was so, I I just felt so disappointed all of the time and always put out. I felt like no one respected me. Um, So my psychologist was like, well, you kind of need to give people direction. Like you need to like 
state what you are needing and what you're wanting and what your boundaries are. And then when you do that, then you can actually meet at that middle ground. And if those are met, then people know where they stand with you and if they can give that or not sort of thing. So I started doing that then actually. And then it's actually the opposite. It kind of then trickled into my business now. So that's been really interesting. And also it just feels so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I can imagine. I can imagine. That's really cool. Cause I think I really do see life as a spider web and you know, what work you do, whether it's shadow work or any other type of internal inner work, I really do believe that it trickles out into other areas. And sometimes it is about just picking the area that is really standing out to you most and then just allowing the waterfall to cascade around to the other areas. Um, I found that a really powerful way to like ask for what I want as well. And it's so funny though, because now I'm noticing like recently my psychic gifts have been turned up a lot and I'm noticing that I will start a conversation with my family before they've even told me anything. So like they've been thinking about something and I'll just say, you know, yes, we're going to do that later. And I expect them to like have the same ability to like tune into what I'm thinking. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, how am I meant to know what you want? So this is a good reminder to just be more transparent with what I'm actually wanting. Um, But it actually comes harder to me in personal life than in business. So it's funny that we're flipped there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because as well, like with you being a Pisces and me having two Piscean sisters, I've also noticed that a lot of the time, especially with Pisces son, you can kind of like, it's very (laughs) passive in a way that you kind of just expect other people to know what you want via your body language and your energy. But you have to remember that everyone else is hundred percent. Like no one is as intuitive as a Pisces, right? No, no one's going to pick up on that because you guys are in like a different realm, right? It's a different caliber altogether. So it's like, you actually have to pretend that everyone around you is like stupid and yeah. actually tell them. <laughs> but for you guys, that's hard. <laughs> Literally. That's exactly it. And I've noticed it's also my South node in Aquarius, who's like the the watcher and, you know, the one who wants to kind of track everything and experiment with everything. And I'm really observant, like observant of my surroundings. So it's also that that plays into it too. But I'm like, how the fuck do people not know that I'm upset right now? Like, I I feel like it just exudes out of me. It's so bizarre. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. My Aquarius moon feels that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel you. I'm like, how could you not know? Yeah. Like, do I really have to say it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Can't you just sense it? They'll like notice me. But anyway, where is your North Node? I've been so into North Node and South Node um, astrology lately. I My South Node is actually Cancer. <gasps> and Leo is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. It's been, I feel like it's, for me, it's been really difficult to navigate. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Cause like cancer wants to be at like home and cozy and like with themselves. Mm. But Leo wants to be like out and about and like <laughs> center stage. 
absolutely. And like to make things even harder, like I've got my Chiron in Leo as well. So it's like that double-edged thing of like, this is, this is the energy. If you want to be like your most, I guess, exalted, um, highest octave of yourself, it's, it's Leo. Yes. <laughs> but, then it, but then it's like, but you've also got a whole heap of wounds here. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> It's really fun. I love that. I love that for you so much. I I used to resent it, and I actually one thing that I've I feel like I've just moved through over this break, especially, is the fact that I didn't necessarily used to like. I mean, I still don't like a lot of Leo, especially Leo women. Sorry, guys. Love you. Don't hate you. Just don't necessarily enjoy your company. Um, so I've kind of, I feel like over this break I've had, I've really dug a bit deeper into that and noticed the things that trigger me are actually to do with like, I'm like, can you just stop giving yourself like, like, why do you, why are you so confident? Like, can you just get down off your pedestal? But really what that was is me being too afraid to be seen and too afraid to actually step up and lead mm. um so that's interesting i'm like oops that is interesting <laughs> that was my own that was my own fear projected onto <laughs> a whole collective of people sorry guys <laughs> love you though <laughs> yeah i'm just thinking it so. can't be it can't be um leo that your north node's in if it's cancer that's mine wait is yours leo mine's leo but no the opposite of cancer in Capricorn. No. Is that right? I always... Do you know what? I was having this conversation with my mentor the other day and we both agreed that we look at other people's charts and more than what we actually look yes. at our own. Yes, I hear you. Yeah, I asked her a question and she was like, just let me see my chart. And then she was asking me a question and I was like, um, I actually don't know. Yeah, it's Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is Cap. But where's Leo? Leo would be in the 10th house for you, wouldn't it? I've got Leo in the 8th. Oh, in the 8th. Okay. Which is which is still like it's business anyway. Yeah. It's like all of that higher, like goals business but also like what my what my soul i feel like is trying to transform into right yes oh um, yes totally yeah that's so it's not a vibe that's <laughs> not a vibe i think it is i think it's powerful as makes total sense i love that I'm- yeah i should have known that because my north node is in um the 12th and I knew that I have a big stellium in the 12th and it shares the um, Capricorn and Sag for me. So <laughs> love that. Oops. I know I do the Oops. exact same thing with looking at other people's charts all the time. I am actually thinking about um, starting up doing readings again for astrology. I'm thinking about it. Out of everything, I feel like I've enjoyed those the most out of everything I've offered same because it's no it's 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 fun it's I love uncovering things with people yeah but also having it um 
Which is funny because it actually does really align with like that Capricorn energy in a way of like, like tangibly uncovering things in a way. It's got that like real, like, yes, this is very esoteric, but also at the same time, I have a chart to yeah. do with it. <laughs> and I can point and I can tell you about it and I can embody those yeah. teach coach vibes. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for you to do this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love doing them last year, but it was the it was the channeling part that took it out of me. Um, especially when you don't manage your energy properly mm. or you're giving more than what you're receiving. It just drains you. But I feel like with a natal chart reading, I can do that logically and not be as drained. Whereas if I do like the natal chart and the channeling mixed together, I'm really going to have to look after my energy. So yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do, but I love it too, because you can just, it's never ending. And I love that you've got something to look at and refer people to. Cause I think we forget we are human and we love touching something and having something to look at and, you know, seeing something in front of us. And I love mixing modalities, but astrology will always be my bestest friend ever. <laughs> I find that um, I didn't realize this until probably the last six months as well, is that I have found like astrology and looking at people's natal charts, just the practice of like being in the zone and really looking into them. I find that for me, I channel so much more easily yeah. in the middle of a, um, a reading doing like, like in the middle of an astrology reading than I do when I'm sitting in someone's Akashic records. I, it just flows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I find that once I start speaking about someone's placement, it's like this door opens up and it just all gushes in. And then I, all of a sudden I feel like I'm speaking about stuff that actually isn't even on the chart, but it's yeah. just coming through and funneling through. It's just, comfortable yeah and I didn't realize that. I never thought that it would be for me because obviously astrology isn't something that I started with in this space um or or that I didn't even really think that I was going to be doing it in a in like a professional way either but it's funny how things like that happen right you end up it, it ends up ends up being like the most effortless thing ends up being the most powerful thing in some ways because I guess you're not pushing yeah, exactly. Exactly like doing a reading, but like real life, right? You just, I always find different modalities or divination tools to just be gateways into receiving the information that you're meant to be receiving, whether it is astrology or tarot or the Akashic records. And it's just based off what you're vibing with most at that time. But that is just like real life, right? You stumble across these different things and it doesn't even turn out the way that you expected it to because divine inspiration is just coming through naturally. And that's what I love about it too, is it it really does open the gateways to do that. And no matter who you get to read your natal chart, they always have a different perspective. They always have a different way of like, you know, transferring and kind of translating all of that information. And it's really Mm -hmm. beautiful to watch that unfold. It is so beautiful. And when you think about it, it is just because there is one perception. Like we all, we all have like a different perception, right? Mm -hmm. So 
I like to look at it like just going and seeing or like doing having a session with any kind of reader, whether that's astrology or just a channeler or a psychic or whatever, like who, whatever your modality is. I think that people who do astrology readings, who look into people's charts, it's so different. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the community doesn't actually realize how different it is. They think, oh, you'll just read my natal chart. Anyone can do that. Like anyone who's clued into astrology will do it and it will just be, it doesn't matter who I do it with. But I feel like it makes such a difference because everyone brings through their own energy and their own way of channeling through information when they're looking at your chart and just people's different perceptions, even of like the basic planets fascinates me yeah right? yeah it's, it's so fascinating just to see how differently some people can interpret them and i love the fact that with astrology sorry guys this is all of a sudden a podcast about <laughs> astrology and i fucking love it right now I know, sorry. but <laughs> i love that it is like no one has mastered this yeah like no everyone is a student in this game of astrology because we're continuously uncovering new planetary objects and heavenly bodies and it's just it's never ending yeah no one will ever be a master at this and it's humbling as yeah it so is and I think that Aquarius energy in us that does love to see this play out in big social spaces like that is so fascinating because society is constantly evolving and the planets and their influence is so like impactful and just watching that play out in different iterations is really really cool too I actually was listening to someone's podcast the other day and they, they were saying you know um, it's not well known, but Saturn is actually one of the biggest givers out there. You just have to be willing to do what daddy Saturn asks first, and then he's going to reap all the rewards. And I was like, yeah, like, I love that. yeah, because it's so true. And that Capricornic energy is like, you know, I'm going to do this work and the outlier is going to be, you know, really potent, really powerful, but I got to do that work first. And that's kind of like the Saturn energy too. So I thought that was a really good spin on Saturn because you can get a bad rap. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And coming from someone who obviously Saturn is my chart ruler, love, love my rising cap. Yeah. Um, I really feel that. And that's such a beautiful way of interpreting it too, because I feel like it gets such a bad rap, doesn't it? Like yeah. Everyone hates Saturn. Everyone hates it and hates Pluto as well. And I'm like, guys. I know. Guys. And what did we watch that person's, um, oh no, did you send it to me or to somebody else? It was like things I hate most about the, start, the sun signs. And I was like, oh God, I can't yeah. even bring myself to watch it all. But like, I was like, yeah. Scorpio, this is so depressing for my Scorpio ascendant, but mm. it's funny. It is really funny. Fucking love astrology. Have I you, love astrology. Have you gotten into human design yet? I'm curious. Mm. No, no. Still not. Still not. And I just can't. I don't think that it's in my path. I just don't really resonate with it. And I think that we don't really, oh, this might shake a few boats, feathers, either or. Boats. But I just don't think we need it. Oh, Bye. shit. I mean, 
We already have astrology and they've based human design. Don't just let's put Let's preface this. If you do human design, I have no judgment. I love you. I think that if that, if that's what you love doing, that's great for you. But coming from somebody who's really like, I love the science of things as well. Yeah. And I really appreciate like, okay. Astrology is so old. Okay. We're talking about like Mesopotamian times here. <laughs> like, I don't know when, I don't know when human design was thought or made up or whatever, but apparently I read that it was channeled through by somebody, which is fine. And I respect that. But I think, and also a lot of the stuff they've taken is based and rooted in astrology. Right. Um, so I think that it's kind of something that just, I haven't gone into because I don't think that it's really necessary. I think that astrology gives me, and I speak for myself here, human design people do not come for me. Do not come. This is a boundary. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is my boundary. I'm setting. I don't want to hear from you. No, I'm joking. I'm I'm happy to discuss it, but also don't try to push it on me. That's my job. Not joking. (laughs) I, I just think that astrology gives me, everything that I'm looking for. And it's already so big and vast that it's kind of, I I have never really felt the call to look into, and I've tried, don't get me wrong, I've tried to look into human design, but I've, everything that I've found that helps to under, like allow myself to understand me, I found in astrology. Mm. And I think that some people who really, really do love human design that, that love the complexity of it, they're the kinds of people that actually haven't gone further with astrology in terms of like, they just work with the basic planets and that's it sort of thing. Whereas if you're more into esoteric astrology, like I know you and I are, it's man, that thing's like the universe. It just keeps expanding. So yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) I love that firm and strong opinion. No, um, no, I think it's interesting because I know that there are some new people into the spiritual space who see all of these different things and feel like, oh, I have to get to learn astrology and I have to get to learn human design and I feel this pressure from just the community that they have to learn everything in order to feel like you know, in alignment or up to speed with the trends. So I think it's important that you share that because I know some people are going to just feel a sigh of relief to say, okay, like I don't actually need to know this and it's okay if I make my decision. I'm curious because I was like, I want to know how it does relate to astrology. And I don't know, like I got a reading from one of our friends actually, and it was really interesting, but I was like, I could learn all of this from my natal chart. And I kind of already did know a lot of that. It was just very specific things around like my fears, um, why I can't channel all of the time, something to do with my throat and my throat chakra and all of that. So I thought that was really interesting, but if you're not going to tell me about my chart, I'm not going to go looking for it. You know, that's how I feel about it. But it is interesting. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? And yeah, I've had one too. And I just, I think that it was like, there are things that resonate, but also there are things that I've already learned about myself through astrology. Um, And I think too, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't also, because I don't want to hear from you. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) cutthroat today. 
But I'm pretty sure I read that the gates in human design are actually based off the planets. Yeah, I think so. I think they might be. So it's like the energy, it's just a different language. Yeah. I honestly think that it's kind of like you, yes, it's so expensive. Yes, you can learn so much about yourself, but it's just a different language. And the language of astrology aligns with me. It appeals to me the most. And that's okay. Some people might not resonate with astrology and enjoy human design. That's fine too. But I truly think it is just a different language. Yeah. But I prefer the ancient textbooks. <laughs> Same girl. I prefer the textbooks that were written by the people that were the first people to map the stars, right? Like the the um, so, uh, the Sumerians and the Babylonians were, were the original um, civilizations to actually map the cosmos they were the people that mapped the constellations that came up with the 12 different zodiac signs like i want to read their books and it's all based on their work and i just hold such high regard for the work that was put in over thousands of years of that civilization actually exploring it. like get this okay the sumerians they so we, I think we found out in 2016, like what the actual color of Neptune was. Like we, we, we got our first, first true colored photograph of Neptune, mm-hmm. right? The Sumerians had written in ancient textbooks, like thousands, 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 of, like thousands of years ago that it was like of a blue color, right? Wow. We, we just, we assumed that it was like, they're like, oh, they're just saying that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But then when we found out that it truly was blue in colour, then we're like, oh, shit. How Wait did a minute. That? Yeah. <laughs> we, like, we only found this out because we have some highly um, advanced uh, space camera these days. Like, the, 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 what is it? Is it the James Webb or there's a, a newer one or something? Yeah. The, the, the telescope. How the hell did they know that? I'm telling you now, they had some advanced shit happening back then, and I totally respect that. And I am, I am with them. I'm, I'm there, ride or die, chick. I'm there, <laughs> and I know you are too. Yes, I thought it was also always fascinating. Like, so I grew up going to a Christian college. It was interesting because we learned that, you know, God created man. And then I was always at rebellion in class. Like, well, what about Charles Darwin? Like evolutionary theory, like what is the go with that? But there was always this question, like why do those two theories exist? Right. Why is it that we believe caveman existed, couldn't even speak word, you know, like food man, like whatever. But then you have textbooks like this that map constellations that channel that use language so poetically like how is it possible that I don't know it just always blew my mind so there's always this part of me that believed that ancient civilizations were very very intelligent and I think this really does connect me back to that and it's just interesting watching that play out so I I totally agree with you there I think it's such a fascinating fascinating topic yeah I think that we I mean I I guess the professionals in the archaeological and the the historical 
uh, societies and institutions, they they want to dumb humans down, right? Oh. Like we we couldn't we can't do anything. We're so stupid. We're, we're such a stupid race, right? <laughs> I think that we <laughs> there is some history there that is. It's been proven like it's to already be wrong. being uncovered. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. <laughs> I just, yeah, sorry, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I really love that documentary on Netflix, Ancient Civilizations. So I was like, oh, like jaw dropped just man. the entire time. Like, yes, this is amazing. Oh, yes, Graham Hancock is a god. Seriously, that 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 man. I truly think that he has incarnated, and he was like <sighs> very active in those times that he's actually speaking about now. And he's reincarnated to help share the truth. And what's even more exciting is I saw a few weeks ago that there's this um, archaeologist who's very, very based in, like, he just does what he's told. He's just, like, pretty much trying to tell everyone that he's, like, that Graham Hancock is incorrect. Mm -hmm. He's spreading false information. Anyway, he has agreed to go on the Joe Rogan podcast (gasps) with Graham. Oh, shit. To actually, like... This has been brewing for so long. So they're actually both going to get on at some stage this year and, like, hash it out. So I'm going to catch that one for sure. Same. (laughs) That's going to be so interesting. I'm going to watch that one as well because you can definitely pick up on the language that they use, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, it's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. But, yeah, I think that – there is, there's, there's, I just have so much regard and so much respect for, for those who have really done the work that have set the foundations for us to learn and to be able to explore such a beautiful, um, modality. And it's like, it's not, it's not even really a modality. It's honestly just like a language that we're able to learn. And it's, it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Me too. Me too. And it's a really beautiful way to look at life as well. I've found that it's really helped me just understand humans a lot better and understand just how the mechanics of how people kind of operate a little bit better. That person within me that's really intrigued about social psychology is like, loves that part of it too. So anyway, well, this took a very interesting turn towards astrology. It's been fun. I mean, who knew? <laughs> we both sat down at the start of this and we're like, let's just see where it goes. I mean, as always, you guys, the OGs of the DH podcast know already how we roll. So, yeah, this has been fun. Yeah, it has. So, so fun. Um, super excited that we've gotten this podcast back on the road and we're rolling and we're we're doing it. Episode two, guys. So, I'm looking forward to what's going to come this year um our inbox is also open for anyone who wants to drop in any sort of (sighs) recommendations of anything that you feel like you would like us to unravel to unwrap to dissect um of course we will always do it um in a way that is very thought provoking and <laughs> challenging the status quo in true DH style. So please do drop by and leave us a comment or a message and let us know if there's anything you'd like us to, you know, unravel. Um, and of course, please just, yeah, tell us how you're going, interact with us, comment, like, share. If you feel like somebody 
you do this part way better. No. If you feel like somebody, <laughs> if you feel like somebody would benefit from listening to this, we would love you to share this um, to reach more ears yeah. because we're here to be seen. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. <gasps> yes. Everybody. <laughs> yes. I did it. <laughs> Until then, we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.